I'm Maureen Ellsbury. I'm Caleb Hanks. I'm Jason McClellan, and things are about to get spooky. Looks like this planet is next in line. They travel from world to world, making everyone stupid. My God, they're like flying televisions. This is the Rogue Planet Podcast, taking you straight into the future. Uh, sort of. So what if I love a robot? It's not hurting anybody. Greetings, people of Earth, and welcome to the Rogue Planet Podcast. It is the month of October, October, the home of Halloween. And with that being the case, we're going to talk about some spooky stuff today. We're going to get into some some ghost and paranormal stuff this this month. Um, I love October. I love horror movies. And so this is like the perfect month for me with everything that goes on TV and stuff. I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I love horror movies. Oh yeah. baby. (laughs) If they actually work at scaring me, then, then yes, I love them. It's, it's rare to find a horror movie that actually accomplishes that. Well, yeah, I, I'm with you there. Uh, and for me, a lot of the the plot lines in, in these horror movies really fall very far short of, of anything that could pass as a, a good story. But that being said, some of my favorite horror movies of all time aren't really horror movies. You know, they're more along the, the slasher horror, more they're more comedy than anything. But the classics from the 80s, you know, the Halloween franchise, the Friday the 13th, those are horrors that I love, 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 and I can watch them you know, a dozen times in a row, and I won't get sick of them. They're cheesy. They're not scary at all, but I love them. So that's I'm, a, that's a different, different, uh, different field for me in terms of horror movies. I love those, um, and I, I guess I still consider them horror movies, but I still, you know, I also love the horror movies that do scare me. Yeah, I'm more of like, I like The Shining a lot. I like really classic um sort of psychological thrillers meet supernatural usually. Um, but we'll get into that more later. <laughs> yeah, we will. We'll, we'll talk about this a lot more later. Right now, Maureen is, is on the road. Um, the last podcast we mentioned that she was taking off and uh, heading up the coast, heading up the West Coast uh, from Phoenix to Washington, from Arizona to Washington. So Maureen, we need an update. Where are you now? And uh, give us a rundown of some of the highlights that have happened to you on your trip so far. Sure. I've been on the road for about two and a half weeks now, and I just entered Oregon yesterday. I was taking my sweetest time in California because there was so much to see on the coast. Um, and I've, I've done so many weird things. It was kind of like if there's something strange uh, on the way, I was going to stop and do it. So um Let's see, I started off by going to the Whaley House, which is allegedly the most haunted house in the United States. And uh, a lot of the stuff, unfortunately, I've had to do during the day. So it wasn't like I had times to do like an official night investigation there or anything. But I will tell you, I got a little bit of a creepy vibe in there. Uh, the person I was with, however, says that she definitely does not believe in ghosts and that it was absolutely silly for me to mention that there was a weird feeling. Um, <laughs> that sounds but, like denial to me. Yeah. Um, so I've also toured a couple haunted house, uh, lighthouses and I, I will have some uh, article up on that soon. 
and gone to like mysterious places like the the um san santa cruz mystery spot which allegedly it's like a gravi a gravitational anomaly really but i think it's kind of a more of an illusion um they've a lot of people believe that a ufo crashed into this hillside and the motors are still running it's now buried and that's what's causing all these effects in the area which Yay. is yeah um i think that they you know should reconsider that theory but <laughs> as you know did, a ufo uh, journalist did they do a, a factor fake episode on that place i don't know if they did or not I remember something like that and they were going into these rooms and like showing the all sorts of weird things with gravity in these rooms. I don't remember. It sounded familiar when you told me about it. Maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. It's really weird right now. I, I just crossed into Oregon, like I said, and, and I'm perched across from the Curry public library in gold coast, um, which is just passing through because I had internet reception here to t pull over and talk to you guys. Um, if only yeah. they had free Wi-Fi. I know. And, uh, and there's been literally the redwoods in Northern California were a huge, uh, highlight. And yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, I went to this place called Fern Canyon, which is where Steven Spielberg filmed some scenes for Jurassic Park Lost World. And, uh, it's just, it was the most spectacular place ever. And, I did not see any dinosaurs, but I got really up close and personal on accident with an elk, which was cool. Um, and and from there, I just went to a bunch of different other mystery tree uh, places, and everywhere was just obsessed with Bigfoot. All these places, it was, you know, it's crazy. So uh, there, <laughs> there's definitely been a lot of Bigfoot paraphernalia connect uh, collecting for me, and much more to come. I hope so. Yeah, I'm jealous. That sounds really cool. Um, but I understand there there was a another encounter with wildlife that was a, a little little more scary. So yes, I did have a run in with crazy wildlife, uh, but not the kind you might expect. You know, there's a lot of signs about mountain lions and uh, bears. There's bear lockers and watch out for these types of animals. So I'm sitting around in the dark, uh, reading a book about wild animal attacks randomly. Uh, and I hear something crackling in the, the shrubbery around me and, and I, you know, kind of perk up. And let's just say a series of grayscale critters uh, ranging from a kitty cat to a pack of five crazy fat raccoons to two skunks. Um, decided to torment me for hours on end, and uh, I almost got, I think, uh, accidentally sprayed by a skunk, thinking I was yelling at the raccoon, uh, turning around to see a skunk tail up about two feet away from you with its uh, rear end facing you while you're on the road and camping is, like, a really frightening situation. That is a horror movie in itself, because... Hell, if you get that smell off you on the road. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to get it stuck yeah. in your car. That would be awful. Yeah. Oh, and then at the end of the day, like the next day after all this madness, a different cat comes into my campsite and won't leave me alone while I was repacking all my stuff. And it went up to my car and health it didn't spray it. Marked my car. You, I don't know. You're attracting weird things. What's up? 
don't know. But I, I got to... I don't know. I think Maureen might have just... I thought you just stumbled onto the set of a Pepe Le Pew cartoon. Well, that's what I kind of, like, I, I was in my head thinking the battle of Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like, you see a cat and a skunk running around? There's definitely some uh, some Warner Brothers play going on. It was it definitely so, but uh, yes, at, at, at one or two points in the multiple hours Sega this was, uh, I had to get up on the picnic table for fear of, fear of rabies. I, I would have been up there, too. Yeah, but... Uh, I I guess, unless you guys have any updates on your personal life, this is a good segue to a new segment we have about Monsters of the Week. It is a good segue, so go with it. All right. So uh, each week we are going to uh, steal a little bit of X-Files mojo and talk about a different monster. And this week I randomly selected the Popelik monster. And this is because it's perfect for Halloween. Uh, it's a lesser-known uh, cryptozoology, uh, cryptozoology character, and, and it is part man, part goat, and allegedly occasionally known as part sheep. Uh, and it lives underneath a bridge in Kentucky. Have you guys heard of this one before? I, I've heard <laughs> of this one before. I haven't really looked into the Popelik monster, um, but... There are so many creatures associated with bridges. Why is that? Why are so, bridges so creepy? Why are all of these weird creatures living under bridges? That's where homeless I, people I live too, but I don't know. I think it's probably the idea of like above the bridge. You can't see what's underneath you. So anything could come up and get you. Or if you're walking under the bridge, something could jump down on you. I don't know. What do you think, Caleb? Uh, I think that those critters live under bridges because they just like asking people to answer these riddles three <laughs> yeah i mean the trolls they're just so many either it's that weird. or they're youtube commenters but the the interesting thing about this place is you know like a lot of places that have uh mythology around them this this kind of interesting lore they attract people who are fans of the unknown who like to look into mysteries and strange creatures. So there are apparently a lot of people who go there um, in, I guess, hopes to see the public monster. I don't know if you'd actually want to, if it's real, but uh, I think it would be amazing if Jim Brewer would go there and hide under this bridge <laughs> and jump out in his goat boy costume, freak people out. That would be amazing. Well, and, and the kind of terrifying thing about if this urban legend is actually true is that they say that the goat man uses whatever you know means necessary to trick you onto climbing onto the trestle, where thus you will be hit by the train, um, is he can use hypnosis, uh, trick you into thinking you're hearing children's voices crying for help on the bridge. And then I read somewhere also that not only is it because people have died on this bridge quite a bit by getting hit by trains or falling off. Um, can we attribute those to the public monster or not? Uh, you know, that's debatable, but um, there's even allegedly a ghost train too on here that has like, you know, somehow associated with this. Ghost. Mm, I wonder if the public monster and the ghost train work together to maximize their well, kills. 
that's what I'm saying. You know, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The voice mimicry is is really creepy. Um, you know, making you think you hear the voice of like your friend or something. Like, hey, help me! I'm stuck. Run up there, get hit by a train. It's pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. Oh, the old bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. This is an interesting one, and yeah, the anytime you have a part man, part something, it you know creates all these images in your mind of really. F- freaky stuff does it ever actually lick the pope no it's actually named <laughs> for the creek that flows below the bridge but uh it's called pope, pope lick say, creek got, but... he has got a lot of security so that is quite a feat for a troll yeah <laughs> well indeed i, I well, think I... it would be pretty easy to lick the current pope he likes yeah. to go around and shake hands and stuff so <laughs> i think i wonder how many people have licked. tried to lick him or have succeeded in licking him New oh challenge accepted. I'm sure Kim Davis did. Yeah, get shot. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and so I just want to tell you guys the the legend of of where this goat man partial sheep okay. originated from. And, it, and it's supposed to have horns also. So this is pretty terrifying looking. Really muscular legs and hairy and all the good stuff, you know. Um, so. There are two versions that, that I've heard of, and one is that a circus train derailed on the trestle, and the circus freak uh, escaped, and he was the goat man. Or the second, which is really uh, more interesting, is that it's a, uh, a farmer sacrificed a bunch of goats uh, in order to have satanic powers, and and then he died, and this is that we are in. So, so a little satanic uh, hints there. Interesting. Man, if I had a yeah. for every time I sacrificed a bunch of goats to get satanic powers, I'd be rich. <laughs> yeah, the 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 ghost Im- or the goat imagery there. Yeah, that that would make sense. And you know, different tales of you know luring people onto the tracks and people jumping to their deaths, and also of this goat man attacking them with a bloodstained ass. Right. It's really creepy. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely a place, obviously, like a lot of people go, and I know paranormal investigators have gone to, and apparently there's some rumor that the, the train, like the bridge is no longer in use, but it, that's bullshit. And I think that's probably the work of the public monster convincing these paranormal investigators with hypnosis that there are no bridges running or trains running on this bridge. Right. So people are just being lured up to their death. Mm. Well, this is in Kentucky. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to talk to uh, some people I know in Kentucky to see what they've heard about this public monster. And if they've looked into it, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. So, so if uh, anybody wants to look up more about the public monster and, uh, share your thoughts on the comments below the podcast. Yeah, we'd love to hear if anybody's done any research into the Popelik monster or knows anything more about it, has heard stories, or has any firsthand stories with the Popelik monster. Good choice this week, Maureen. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, let's thank move you, move into uh, more Halloween <laughs> discussion here. Um, like I said, Halloween, my favorite month for TV. Um, in years past, I think it's probably been better. Sci-Fi a while ago started their 31 Days of Halloween. And uh, starting the 1st of October, it air all sorts of really awesome horror movies and stuff. 
it's gotten less awesome in recent years because really most of what sci-fi airs during this period is just their own normal programming, like Face Off and Ghost Hunters, um, things that you could watch on sci-fi anytime. But um, I guess this year they are doing uh, every week they're releasing a new original movie. Um, and that's good. I like sci-fi original movies. So at least they're doing that. That's good. But I think AMC wins when it comes to October because they have their AMC Fear Fest. Um, and they've already started showing some great horror movies, but it really starts October 18th. And they recently published the schedule for that. And uh, they do a, a great job. Of course, they like to show all of the well, not all, but most of the movies in the Halloween series several times at, at different times during the day. So hopefully it works with your schedule. You can catch most of these in order. Um, but Tremors, a lot of the, the movies in the Tremors series. Uh, let's see what else. They, what, of course, they've got The Shining. What about the blob? No. Well, I don't think they, they're showing The Blob, at least not in the schedule they posted so far. They haven't posted the entire thing, but seeing a schedule through October 21st. So there's plenty more, but a lot of classics, Cujo, Pet Cemetery, The Shining. Um, ooh, they've got House of Wax. House of Wax is a fantastic movie. It's so much fun seeing Paris Hilton get a pole through her head. That's a good one. Um, but the Halloween ones are my favorite. You can always catch those. I think they do show the Friday the 13th too. But it's exciting seeing that happen for me. I love this month for TV. Um but, you know, growing up, it's weird because I was never really that into Halloween. And I guess I'm still not, aside from the television aspect. I was never huge into uh, getting dressed up and going trick-or-treating. Did it when I was much younger. Now I know Halloween is cool with adults, and Halloween is also sexy for some reason. But uh, I think the earliest costume I can remember is – it was probably offensive. But I, I think I was some sort of Mexican clown. For some reason, it was a costume that didn't that make is sense. Terrifying. But my, I was wearing a poncho that that was made out of a brown uh, paper grocery bag. That was my poncho, and then I had this giant sombrero that had the little colorful balls attached to it, and then clown makeup. I don't know what the point of that costume <laughs> was, but it was something my mom put me in, so it was great. Uh, the coolest costume I remember is something my mom created, like a one piece jumpsuit thing in my dad's motorcycle helmet and i was maverick from top gun that was like in second grade because i think top gun was very popular cool. then. but that was awesome best costume i've ever had um yeah but i don't really get dressed up and i guess it's the same with cosplay now going to, to different uh, comic cons and stuff i'm just i'm more of a voyeur I'll, I'll watch other people and see the creativity they have and enjoy what they're doing but I'm unencumbered by having an awesome costume and I can drink easily and go to the bathroom easily and laugh at everybody else who has a difficult time maneuvering their costume with real life functions. But uh, what about you guys? What are some of your better memories of dressing up for Halloween? Caleb? I know for a fact for my first Halloween, um, I was a moth. My mom dressed me up as a moth when I was a little tiny baby <laughs> somewhere, which is actually pretty pretty stinking cute but i have since then uh revised my role as the moth and uh i would like spike my hair up into two big like antennas and then uh i had like these really huge 
glasses that were the moth eyes. And then I would just wore like a suit, kind of like I was like an elevator operator. And then I hung two balls of twine at my belt and they were my moth balls. And it was awesome. That, cool. that is kind of creative. I like it. And I also had like these big styrofoam wings and I was at a party and this crazy woman like took a bite out of one of my wings. It was really weird. That's weird. That that is weird. <laughs> I love Halloween. What about you, Maureen? Um, you know, I, I honestly don't remember what my super early Halloween costumes were. I know when I was about six or seven, uh, my mom was a nurse at the time, so she had all that stuff. So I got dressed up as like a bloody nurse. So I had like kind of almost zombie-ish makeup smeared all over me. That's and, cool. uh and I was in a nurse's costume. Well, but it was like real stuff, you know, um, uh, you know, stethoscope and everything. Uh, my favorite Halloween costume, I used to be really creative. I haven't dressed up the last couple of years. I've been kind of slacking because um, I was busy with work or whatever. But uh, one year I, I went as Animal from the Muppets and I created that costume by hand. And ran around getting to yell, we animals, uh, over and over again, which was great. But that's fantastic. My favorite, favorite, favorite costume that I made with a friend from scratch was we went at the Shining Twins and, uh, we, we sewed the dresses from hand and, and got everything. And we toured around Jerome, Arizona, which is a, uh, very haunted ghost town for the weekend. And, did not enter costume contest, but was told by all the locals that we were idiots because we would have won because everyone else had shitty costumes. But <laughs> uh, that was my favorite, and I will have that picture, the Twins from the Shining, on my Facebook. I'm probably gonna I'll change it that for October. You yes, should. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen it too. Amazing costume. I love that, and I love even more that you guys went to Jerome. Uh, with that, that's just perfect. Oh, so much fun. Well, another thing we're doing uh, for this month is really picking uh, a different horror movie each week to talk about on the show. And I'll, I'll admit, guys, um, I just randomly picked this week's movie because it looked interesting. And it uh, has an actress I like. Um and I didn't realize when I picked it that I had seen this movie before. You had seen it before? I, I, I had seen it before. So I started watching oh it uh, before the show. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. I've seen this. And admittedly, if I had remembered which movie it was, I would not have selected it. But that being said, the movie we're talking about this week is Oculus. Ugh. Oculus is a film that uh, it's a psychological supernatural horror. Um, it was released in 2014. The actress I was talking about uh, is Katie Sackoff. She's a, a great uh, sci-fi actress, um, amazing on Battlestar Galactica. But uh, yeah, she's in this movie. Uh, interesting film. Uh, Maureen, give us a rundown and let me know uh, some thoughts. All right, so the film is basically about uh, these siblings whose parents were killed and 
the brother goes off to a uh, psychiatric hospital for many years because uh, he had uh, killed his father finally at 21 and the sister reunites with him and he forgets all this stuff that had happened or does he? And uh, they allegedly have to kill this haunted mirror uh, to prove to everyone that uh, her father and her brother were not murderers, and it was the supernatural force in this mirror. So they, uh, it follows them in the house where this all happened. She buys the mirror at an auction and has killed a million people in the past. Not a million, you know, it's like 40, 400 or something. I don't know. And it follows around there like sort of weird psychological, uh, spooky, paranormal adventure trying to catch the mirror in the act. Um, my thoughts on this uh, film you so carefully chose <laughs> uh, were, oh, I, don't, I didn't find it scary at all. I thought it was kind of stupid and predictable and um, it, I, was, I, I think I was waiting for, for they try to have a few parts where people, you know, things jump out at you or typical, you know, uh, cheap thrills. But even those didn't feel, I don't know, real. You know, it just it just felt like a little confusing. I got the point. You're flashing back from when they were young to when they're older and trying to throw in all this confusion because the characters are supposed to be confused. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I'm conflicted with with how the story is told. So the way this plot uh, unfolds is that there are two plot lines. Um, that kind of are are, are told uh, at the same time. Um, you know, they're flashbacks to when they're kids. So you're you're finding out as the the film is going along with present time storyline what happened when they were kids, um, and then things kind of get th- these two storylines kind of get closer and closer, and then toward the end they're kind of interacting with their younger selves. Um, kind of bizarre. Um, I think there was a good setup at the beginning. You know, the the uh, woman in this, she has a great plan to document everything. She's got cameras set up. She's got timers and all sorts of things going on, uh, sensors with the uh, temperature in all the rooms, thermometers in, in all the rooms, um, separate things that are not on the house's electricity so they can still operate. She's gone through great, great lengths to set up this elaborate trap to catch the mirror or whatever she's trying to do. Um, so it's interesting. She's got video footage. And then when they start, the, the brother doesn't believe any of this has happened either, because like Maureen said, she's been in, he's been in an institution. He's been convinced that all this was in his mind. He created defense mechanisms because he killed his father. And so things he remembered didn't actually happen. Um, so he's fully convinced of that because he's been in an institution. So it takes him a long time to warm up to the idea that, hey, something freaky is actually happening. But when that starts happening, it happens in a really weird way. And I, I think it was a kind of a bizarre cheat they did. But they go back in the room where the cameras are and the cameras are have been moved. They're facing each other and stuff has been rearranged. Plants in there are dead. Uh, so they review the footage and it shows that the brother and sister actually moved these things into the, their current positions. So I don't remember doing that. Do you? I don't know. And, there, from there, it kind of lost me. 
You, you know what? It all I could think of the whole time was, damn, she must have spent a lot of money on gear for this. Yeah, seriously. She she really um, spent a lot of money. She inherited the house, I guess, because when she got out of whatever yeah. she was in, institution, um, the house went to her because she was 18 years old and, and you know nobody had purchased the house since her parents died. Um, but yeah, she went to some elaborate lengths to set up this whole I mean, thing apples, she was trying to do. Apples are really expensive. Yeah, and they were they were giant Mac computers. She had two of them set up and I was some pretty about, awesome cameras. And... Jason, bless your heart. I was talking about <laughs> actual fruit. <laughs> That's awesome. Caleb, what did you I mean, uh, I actually haven't seen the movie. <laughs> what? You failed at your homework assignment. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that I was supposed to. But you know what? I'll commentate on it. It's a piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, okay, since I, like I don't that. since I don't haven't seen the movie, then I'm just gonna recommend um something that I saw recently that kind of stood out to me in the horror genre, because I'm not like a super huge horror buff, but if something kind of sticks out, I uh, I'll check it out. But um have you seen the trailer for Goodnight Mommy? It's a foreign film. No, I, I steer like clear of foreign films, to. but uh um, it's yeah. this film uh i think it's swedish i could be wrong uh, but it's these two kids and like their mom uh gets back from the hospital from having uh cosmetic surgery done and she's got all these bandages all over her head and the whole like air of the film is just creepy as hell just because she looks so weird and um and then it's like from what i can tell from the trailer it starts getting into kind of some supernatural uh elements but i read a report that the film was like actually making people faint in movie theaters so check out the trailer it looks really creepy really creepy is good like i foreign horror movies somehow they always get it like most of the time get it right um yeah. and then and then they're always adapted to you know, an, an English version is made, and, and they're never quite on the mark. And you can see that with, yeah. you know, the let the right one in. Uh, obviously, the Grudge and the rest the of grudge. those films. Is, love it. So here's the thing about Oculus: like it, it's from from the guys at Blumhouse, Blumhouse Productions, um, and horror is what they do. I mean, they're they're the company behind Paranormal Activity and Insidious. So I mean, they should know what to do, but yeah, Oculus. And the cast was good for Oculus, too. I mean, the acting was decent. Um, like I said, I do like Katie Sackhoff. I like Rory Cochran. I guess his acting in, in this was a little less than what I'm used to from him. But uh, yeah, it fell short. I'm I'm sorry I chose it, guys. And uh, like I said, if I would have remembered that I'd seen it and remembered what film it was, I would have chosen something better. Yeah. I'll redeem myself next week, but uh, next week's film will be a surprise. And Caleb, you'll have to watch it this time. Yeah, this time I'll get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess Caleb, be, be considered lucky that you didn't waste two hours on Oculus. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it does have a good cast. It does yeah, it sounds like I dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> it was blase. Let's just put it that way. I think you did that intentionally. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> Maybe. No, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known it sucked. 
All right, guys. Well, Maureen, we'll let you get back on the road. Let's wrap up this episode. Um, Join us again next week. We'll be back next week. Yes, I said next week with another Monster of the Week, with another horror film of the week. And the mystery of where will I be next time? (laughs) Yes, that Uh is probably the most exciting thing. Can't wait to find out where you are and uh, what other mysteries you've found yourself in. Very true. I'm off to the uh, prehistoric dinosaur uh, rainforest currently, so I will see you all next week. That is exciting. As always, everyone, remember to check out RoguePlanet.tv for the latest in the geeky, the creepy, and the strange. Thank you so much for joining us, friends. We will see you in the future. See you, dude.